All human thought, all science, all religion is the holding of a candle to the highest power Are we human because we gaze at the stars, or do we gaze at the most possible pointless way? When the stars were right, they could plunge the world and world to the sky. When the stars were wrong, they could not live. But although they no longer lived, they would never really die. When the universe is vast and inexplicable, and you are weak and insignificant, then you know you are playing Call of Cthulhu. This is an actual play of Call of Cthulhu 7th edition, featuring adult themes and horror. Listener discretion is advised. Find our published scenarios at starsarewrite.com or contact us for help unleashing your own twisted tales upon an unsuspecting world. And now, settle in, dear listener. Intrigue, high adventure, and cosmic horror await when the stars are right. Hello and welcome back listeners. Today we will be playing session 20 of The Children of Fear, written by Lynn Hardy and Friends and published by Chaosium. Who are you playing and how are you today? How? I'm playing Dr. Eudora Lockhart and let me add them bones. Raiden. Hey, Raiden playing Sophie and Bizarre's Wine and I'm excited to hear more interesting NPC voices from Fedra. Noxicals. I am playing Timur Stepanovich Rapin and I am eating human flesh for its anti-aging properties. And Lydia. Hi, I'm playing Hasina Moes, and I am no longer indefinitely insane. And I'm Fedra, your keeper for the day. And I have a bone to pick with all of you. Howl, hey. hey. tell us what happened last time. Having made good their escape from Peshawar and dispatched the Bisachas that followed them onto the train, our investigators are able to enjoy a little downtime as they travel to their next destination. Hasina, who always felt most herself when she could dance, finds a troupe of entertainers playing a familiar tune in a market square. Joining in with the crowd as they dance and sing together, she finds communion and solace, and is able to let go of her delusions of undeath and gain a new lease on life. Sofian, conversely, suffers another blow as another piece of his former life is stripped away. A mistimed jostle in the crowd leaves his precious camera smashed on the cobbles. Eudora reconnects with her driving purpose of securing rights for women through better education and continues her daily lessons with Shen Chu and Hasina. Timur writes to his wife and daughter Manya and, unbeknownst to his companions, to his communist handler. The latter doesn't respond and Timur realizes he has lost his fervor as a secret Bolshevik and instead found a cause that is more important to him. The group arrives in Rajir, where Tenzin tells them they must seek the legendary ancient charnel ground of Sitivana for materials to construct ritual musical instruments. It turns out a royal city has been built over the original site, so the party heads to the Levana, one of two nearby charnel grounds which might provide the necessary ingredients, an unnervingly specific shopping list of human bones and skin. There, they meet an ash-covered holy man, known as a sadhu or a gori, whom Eudora recalls from a frightening vision. He claims this charnel ground as his own territory and directs the party elsewhere to find their bones. He claims they are unlikely to meet the giant demon scorpion guardian which haunts Shen Chu's dreams, and he also advises them to consume human flesh for its anti-aging properties. To her credit, not even Hasina takes him up on it. So, uh... You have decided and uh, learned what needs to be done next. Uh, you have some gruesome collecting to do, but you have yet to decide where you will be collecting the gruesomeness. Let me hear your thoughts. 
Well. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that silence says everything you need to know about our thoughts, doesn't it? <laughs> just give us the bones. We don't care where. Just bring bones. Well, out of character, we are 100% going to be devoured by a giant scorpion if we go to this other channel ground this guy's trying to fob us off on. I'd say those are pretty good odds, yeah. yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And we could absolutely, uh, you know, destroy this um, this frail old man instead if we needed to. But that seems likes mean. him. Don't, don't destroy the frail old Sadhu. Oh, wait, you're talking about killing that guy. Yeah. I think the safer option is definitely killing the old man, but the more moral option, the uh, moral high ground, is probably going to the other channel ground and then digging up bones there and flaying the skin off of fresh corpses. Yeah, which well, is hang fine. on, hang on. Do we have to go to a channel ground at all, or could we like pick up a bag full of random bones from here and then go and trade them down at the market like Pokemon cards? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> they have to be um, like from a particular cast, don't they? Uh, the Brahmin, uh, what what the ritual uses, and um, mm. there was something about a young a younger person, like a youth, and or somebody who had been murdered, was more powerful than somebody who died of old age. It's sounding more and more like we could like trade up, right? Hmm. Yeah, with enough time on the playground, I'm pretty sure we could turn that <laughs> onyx into a jinx and then <laughs> just go up from there. Is this like grinding? Exactly. It is. You just like, like when you have to kill 11 billion low level mobs. Low to, level to, bones. Yeah. Level up the bone. Yeah. Or it's like Pokemon Go. We can just collect a load of random bones and then mash them together, grind them up, feed them to each other, make a single super strong, powerful bone, and then attack the gym. I, th- I think this analogy is broken down. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're playing Pokemon now. Everybody get your balls out. You have out. a handy little handout. Yeah, we've we've got a handout of what we require. Yeah. Um, and we think that the only way we've got to work out sort of what the bones are is to use the, the mirror of sapping our sanity. Also, um, you hope uh, that uh, Tenzin might give you, like, some, you know, he might be able to sense the power of each bone and give you an idea. He seems like a guy with bone vision. Presumably. I yeah. mean, if, if we do have to get somebody who's been horribly murdered, and pre- preferably teenagers who've been horribly murdered, there it will be in the news. There will be, you know, some local gossip or something. Well, to be fair, a, a murder victim is just reasonable rather than good. Mm. So on the, on, the, on the quality scale, um, murder victim is just about suitable. Ah, okay. Who's the who's the top quality then? So superb, best quality for one instrument is a fifteen to sixteen year old Brahmin girl and boy, and for the other instrument is the left femur of a sixteen year old Brahmin girl. Cause of death unspecified. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they just oh. need to be dead. Doesn't really matter shouldn't, how. Wouldn't okay. be too hard to find one. I mean. So we just gotta head to this other channel ground, hold off a giant scorpion guardian with one hand and with the other hand just like measure these bones and find the right size and shape well we we have we are owed a favor from the british raj so i mean we could just throw civil servants at the scorpion as kind of <laughs> very true. reasonable no and we could do that we are owed a favor by the rat king as well so uh-huh. we could just dodge a lot of this if we manage to get in touch with some rats and get them to bring us the bones like a tiny furry conveyor belt Ooh, that that would be the the most i hesitate to say the most logical 
because it's not. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think that seems like the most sensible in a weird, twisted, rat graveyard bony way. Are rats genuine connoisseurs of bones? If you just like set a bunch of rats loose on a charnel ground, are they going to bring back exactly the bone we require, or is <laughs> it going to be? Not. Is it going to be like Groot in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, where he keeps bringing back the wrong thing over and over again? Also, you need at least two bodies for one of them, and a bone for the other one. Mm. Two entire bodies. Yeah. So the rats oh, are wow. going to take a while. Need the skin, don't we? There's oh, nothing God, for it, guys. We're going to have to go fight the Scorpion King. Let's go. What if the old man is the Scorpion King, like the rock? <laughs> that would be easy then, because then there's no Scorpion at the other channel ground. So we win by leaving this place either way. Shame. And we would feel less bad about having to kill him. On the way back, just for fun. <laughs> we can't kill him. Athena likes him. She totally would have stayed there with him if, if the uh, whole indefinite insanity thing hadn't worked out last week. She totally would have still been there. Mm. Well, Eudora does not like him because he showed up in her creepy visions, but I'm still going to save killing him for plan B, I think. Okay. So is the plan to go to the other Chalna ground at Veluvana? Yes, it is. Certainly for the bones. I wonder if... Does the skin have to be from a buried corpse? Like, from a decaying corpse? Or I wonder if, like... A hospital morgue or something might we can manage to get into one of those oh that's mm. an interesting thought do they have to have gone through a sort of funeral process or yeah mm -hmm. could we like raid a hospital yeah so there's a there's a nice handy bone field with all of the bones there and we've been told where it is and it's like on a sacred site and all omens point point to it but now we're like now nah, you know what i'm pretty sure if we're sneaky <laughs> we could just go to a hospital <laughs> You have played a role-playing game before, right? <laughs> I'm just thinking in terms of we have to get skin, and getting skin off a corpse is very different from getting a bone. True. Um, yeah, the channel grounds have bones and also have graves. Because do we really want to skin a corpse in the middle of the channel ground where we could steal a corpse from a morgue and then process it in some private place? Is it easier to steal a body from a morgue than from a grave? Don't know. Well, I don't know. It's like we could put a bone in a bag and hide it and then leg it. But trying to like take the skin in the middle of a graveyard could be slightly time-consuming. I'm just trying to picture like stealing a body from a hospital morgue versus stealing one from a graveyard. And I feel like the one location is a little bit more you know, guarded and heavily trafficked than the other. Can we not, like, weekend at Bernie's it? <laughs> <laughs> this is just our friend. We came to pick them up. They were just having a lie down. Anyway, wave hello. Okay, we're all going off together now. Put some 1920s sunglasses on him. It'd be fine. Yeah. All right. Other graveyard. It's the most reasonable option, probably. Let's go. <laughs> if there is a giant scorpion king, then we can go raid the morgue. Yeah. Cool. This other channel ground lies hard up against the ancient hills in the far fringes of the bamboo groves of Elevana, in what were once King Bimbisara's pleasure gardens and Sakyamuni Buddha's meditation retreat. Odd beads of ancient brickwork peek up from beneath the soil and bamboo shoots form leafy crowns on strange undulations that could be natural, but could equally be man-made. The wind whispers through the bamboo, it's susurrations like the chittering of distant voices. This site is much quieter than the more northeasterly burning 
burning grounds of Ago Kalidachi. There are few Dalit workers, even fewer mourners, and as Kalidachi told you, no Agori ascetics. Even though you have a distinct feeling that you're being watched by someone, or something, besides the Chano Grounds patrons. It feels somehow different to what you've experienced elsewhere on your journey. The Sadhu was right. There is something about this place that is unnerving. There is no Christian cemetery here, although a small section does cater to the burial traditions of other faiths. The sky burial area sees far more use than the one at its sister site, judging by the signs left by its carnivorous visitors. To have a closer look, you're welcome to do track, natural world, or science, biology. Ooh, natural world. I rolled my favorite number, 57, but my natural world is lower than that. I've got 40 natural world, so I'll give it a go. Nope, 60. I got a 31 versus 10. All right. Yeah, I'm no use here. Unless I can parlay archaeology into being some kind of bone expertise, I must have dug up a bunch of graves. Oh, this is not about bones. It's about uh, checking what kind of animals you should expect to find here. Oh gosh, sorry. Okay, no, unrelated. <laughs> okay. Tenzin turns to you and says, there may be something of great use hidden beneath the Charnel Grounds earth mounds. A suitable skin for the Damaru. As a predominantly Buddhist site, any stupa should contain either the relics of lamas, such as their cremation ashes, or the mummified corpses, while there are undoubtedly better bones out there, in terms of the leather required for the drumheads and cords. A holy man would be hard to beat. Mm. Sofian, uh, do you know how likely it is that this place will get quiet at any point? Because if we need to dig somebody up... Uh, I don't think I would know that, would I, Kiba? I think you can pretty easily assume that whatever activities you want to perform would better be done at night. Because otherwise, yeah, you might be seen and authorities might be contacted to stop you. We could just pose as mourners while we're here and just scope the place out and, and make a plan and choose the person that we want for now. Mm. Stash a few bodies close by to an exit. We need to check whether there is some form of guardian of this place as there is of the other. The Agori did say there isn't, and you haven't seen anyone resembling him entering the grounds. Uh, Eudora, uh, may I borrow that mirror for a few moments? Oh, uh, yes, yes, here we go. Malong time. Sofian will malong it up. <laughs> and peer behind him in all directions. I hope there's nobody holding a funeral near us because uh, we're going to look a little bit goofy. You're going to have to dig stuff up. Are you sure you want to do it in the daytime? Well, we were just planning on like finding them first. How will you remember where they are later? We'll put little flags near them. <laughs> Could we put a flower or something of a particular color to remind us which one it is? Ooh. Uh, yeah, uh, however, it might be eaten by wild animals. We'll hammer a stick into the ground near the ones. I know we were so joking, yeah. but but Eudora's an archaeologist, right? They must have something they use to mark bits on a dig. 
Now, we were separated from the caravan with our main luggage, so in all oh, yeah. fairness, I suspect... It says on my character sheet under inventory, like, archaeology tools, which is lovely and non-specific. So I'm sure I carry hundreds of feet of rope at all times, several dozen wooden stakes, various little flags and things, and three types of my favourite shovels. Can I use those? You don't have them on you. Damn it. Also, you can have shovels, but... There are people around, and if you put anything really obvious on top of something like archaeology equipment, people will be weirded out and might remove it before you return. We should just come back at night when the scorpion's awake, sounds like. Surely we can just make some kind of scratch marking in a a, a, a tree, or even just scratch a mark onto moss on the stones. I mean, I think the point is, if we're going to stand here and look in a mirror, we're going to look pretty weird regardless, right? You might attract attention, but, you know, up to you. We can all cluster around you and you can pretend to be weeping and mourning and we can just, like, envelop you in a group hug. You will be blocking the mirror. Ah. They can all crash and hug my stomach while I... (laughs) I'm picturing, like, the next day's newspaper headlines, like, um... Eccentric mirror-loving foreigners presumed uh, <laughs> responsible for several missing bodies. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to. We don't want to make ourselves too conspicuous. I don't think. Let's just come back under under cover of dusk. Let's let's go get some dumplings. <laughs> Finally, we need to fortify ourselves. You're in India now, so I doubt this is the local delicacy. Samosas then. You can have samosas yes. with better dumplings. Yes. All these bodies have made me hungry. Angry. <laughs> Definitely a joke. Let's go. Don't tempt me, says Hasina. <laughs> right. <laughs> Guys, come on. That's like saying, oh, I'm dying for a drink around an alcoholic. Too soon, bro. Too soon. <laughs> On a strict no-corpse diet. Mm-hmm. What kind of... Would you like to do any preparation? You might have to recover at least two bodies somewhere else. Oh. It's true, we legit just wandered over here, like, ah, I'm pretty sure we can just hoist these guys over our shoulders in broad daylight. <laughs> we should think about this. This is this is a horrible thing to be talking about, but these are, like, teenage boy and girl bodies we're trying to get, right? So, could Provided. we get, like, could we get, like, a big suitcase? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. I don't know if you could get rolly suitcases at the time. <laughs> it would be like a big trunk that you still have to lift afterwards. Yeah, or like keep around on a wheelbarrow. Yeah. When were skateboards invented? <laughs> <laughs> In all seriousness. <laughs> okay, I, I've got a real suggestion. Also, Tenzin is against wheels, so... Oh. <laughs> Tenzin's yeah, gonna have to cool. suck it up. <laughs> what about square-shaped wheels? <laughs> Guys, please, <laughs> it's, it's an actual suggestion. Let's use our, our impromptu scouting mission right now in daylight to have a look at what the people who work here are using. Like, do they have some work sheds nearby? Do they have like trolleys, wheelbarrows, you know, anything for like heaving dirt about oh, the place, bodies, what you know? Like, like maybe we can just get one of them. Yeah, like a handcart or something. Bingo. And maybe we could disguise ourselves as grave diggers now we're talking mm, that could work you know just go and get like some secondhand clothes at the market something that looks really sort of old and nudged and put them on and then just pretend that we're working there in the evening yeah 
and the scorpion will leave us alone. Maybe. I mean, I think if you show the scorpion your ID card, he leaves you alone. <laughs> okay, so now it's a game of Hitman. We have to find a uh, <laughs> someone with an unsecured ID pass or someone just looking the other way. We can knock them out, leave them in a dumpster, steal their, their clothes uniform. will fit us really well, regardless yep. of how big they, they are. They always do. They mm-hmm. always do. But they'll fit equally well a six foot five Russian and an 18 year old girl as well. Yeah. Same size. And Shenchu as well. And Shenchu, yes, absolutely. One size fits all. I think the other thing for us to check, as well as what equipment any of the people working here are using, is how close could we get a car? Because we could go and hire a car or a cart, get it as close as we can. So we all we have to do is sort of like <laughs> like run Benny Hill style across the Channel Grounds and lob the bodies in the trunk and drive away. That's smart. And then we want to figure out where we're actually going to take them apart for the useful bits, right? Because we don't want to just hang around. Hmm. We need to find like some sort of private room that we can go in. So this Chana grounds actually um, has, it's quite large and it has some secluded corners and a number of caves in the hillside oh. above it that are easily accept- accessible and tucked away safely from prying eyes. They sound easily acceptable as well. Accessible. That's perfect. We accept your suggestion. <laughs> Let's go. Shall we go check them out now? Yeah, we could scout out those and see which one's got the, you know, which one is least full of bears and scorpions. Mm-hmm. Good idea. There's also tigers here in India, so be careful. And hopefully not pisachas as well. Mm. Real ones. Yeah. Actually, if, if Pisachas were going to be hanging around anywhere, it would be near a charnel ground, right? I did. In a cave, yes. <laughs> but they ride the rails, apparently. There's no getting away from them. <laughs> uh, hobo Pisachas as well as <laughs> Graveyard Pisachas, yeah. Well, there's our new band name, the Hobo Pisachas. Mm. <laughs> so, should we uh, go have a look and, and see if we can sneakily observe people working here? Yeah. And then the caves as well. Yeah. Mm. Definitely. Uh, it's still the daytime, so you can see that the workers are taking a step back and letting the mourners kind of have first dibs on the areas of the Chano grounds. There are not a lot of them, though, and you can sometimes find yourselves work- walking in areas where you can't see anyone all around you. Uh, when you observe the workers closer up, I've no idea what they use at the time, honestly, and there's no information in the book, so a wheelbarrow is <laughs> appropriate. I don't know. Um, I'm not sure how to Google this either. It seems very obscure. I think a wheelbarrow will be a very reasonable thing to find. No, they're going to have to shift stuff. Yeah, that seems... I mean, some form of wheelbarrow-like implement, a simple handcart, something like that seems reasonable. Mm. Yeah. I guess the other thing we need to know, and, and you know, assuming it's not in the book, you can make it up, but... Are they dressed particularly distinctively, or are they just wearing, you know, old clothes? They'd be Dalit. Yeah, they're they're the untouchable cast, so it would be really poor clothes, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's not a uniform or anything. They're just wearing poor clothes, and you can see because um, because they work at the cemetery, they're quite dirty with stains, so they can't quite wash very easily. So. 
old and stained. I suppose they, instead of wearing a uniform, uh, they would just have a couple of sets of clothes that they wear specifically at this job. Well, it sounds like we can easily, um, we can easily just grab one of these handcarts or what have you. And... But not easily grab the clothes. No, so well, let's just uh, pop off to the market or something while we're waiting for nightfall and buy the absolute worst clothes we can find. And then we can just put them on and go for like a swim in the local river or something. <laughs> just and like, real good and dirty. go to the, like a local farm and just roll around in like... Mud. Just blood or whatever. Yeah, as many pigsties yeah. as we can find. But if we're, if we're coming here at night anyway, and let's be honest, Timur is not going to pass for a local person, no matter how dirty his clothes are. He's it's like a, he's a foot taller than the average person. Super white. <laughs> yeah, it's I not going to work. Yeah, he basically glows in the dark. <laughs> I mean, Eudora could wear a veil, or something, but uh, yeah, but yeah. Timur, that's that's more of a problem. Good point. Okay, I'm happy for you to kind of like fast forward your shopping trip and. Um, I assume you managed to get the things you wanted. The caves, I guess, in the daytime would be quite empty. The the other thing we're going to need is we're going to need something to skin a body, right? Oh, God, yeah. It depends on the states. Nice. You might find bones that don't have a body attached to them. Sure, but the the leather that we need... Um, the leather... I'm pretty sure it's not just going to pull off like a band-aid, is it? Ugh, I hope not. Uh, it, depends, actually. it depends on Ooh. how old the corpse is. Eudora probably has some opinions about this. Oh, yeah, of course she does. Eudora. You'll have yeah. seen mummies and stuff, right? Exactly. Like, they'd have learned, I'm sure, about... Because, um, I, I mean, when you're digging stuff up, you've got to be super careful not to damage it. So I'm sure they, they learn about uh, bodies in different states of decay and so on. Yeah, I probably want to buy some uh, some tools at the market while we're getting our clothes, even if it's just a set of uh, like butcher knives or something to approximate whatever it was. Yeah, uh, just like used. skinning knives that. Yeah, used for skinning furs. Mm -hmm. I think um, the real question is, did Eudora ever play a mummy like a Damaru? That's what we need to know. <laughs> or like on one of those crazy uh, school trips in Egypt, did did we ever get drunk and trot over to the dig site and just play the uh, the artifacts? <laughs> we have ventriloquism routine. If you ask, Denzin will have informed you. If you find skin from a mummified llama, then that's fine. You can just use it for the ritual. Um, but if you use fresh skin, then you need to cure it. That sounds like a tomorrow problem. We're not going to be doing that in a cave overnight, are we? No, I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah. Um, Yeesh. He has... Uh, he knows how to do it, so he can instruct you for the curing. Um, Thank God. We're going to need a load of other bits and bobs, right? Like, a drum isn't just a skin. We're going to need, like, bits of wood, string, like, needle and thread, etc. Yeah? Human sinew, um, I think. So the plan is, you get the bodies, depending on which state they are in, you might have to either just clean the bones. If the bones are still in a corpse, you will need to dismember the corpse, and of course then you'll have to separate the different tissues to clean the bones. And the skin, you need to flay, and then cure. Okay. What does flaying involve? Does that mean peeling off of a person, or is yeah. there something... Okay, wonderful. Oh, this really is making me hungry. Asina <laughs> <laughs> is trying to not be hungry. She's trying very hard to not be hungry. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, this is going to be tough for you. This is a real trial by fire. Yeah, it really this is. is potential relapse here. Mm. Yeah. Especially as she's now dressed like she was. You know, she's messed her hair up all again and smeared dirt and stuff under her nails. What have you? Let's hope she's okay. So yeah, um, let's hope you get the stuff that need the least processing. And I guess if we uh, we can stash, <laughs> if we find stuff that does need processing, we can just stash it all in a cave, leave someone there on guard, and then um, in the morning some of us can go and scout out, you know, other ingredients or whatever it is we need. Yeah, I think Tenzin will ask you for stuff anyway, before okay. the rituals. But the cave is definitely the best place, right? Because I, yeah. I feel like we might be, yeah, I, it's better than renting a cellar somewhere, I guess, in town. Yeah. All right, cave it is. Potentially we could leave Timor in the cave to uh, kind of guard it and stop anybody coming in and be like a yeah. lookout for us. Um, be while we're the scorpion. <laughs> yeah, well, if, if you're offering. Let's not split <laughs> ourselves up again. Yeah. Mm. So you return in the nighttime. Everything is very quiet and empty. You're wearing very dirty old clothes that you found in the market for cheap. Would you like to have rented a car? Oh yeah, we talked about that. But yeah. you're just taking it up to the cave. Is the cave like uh, within easy hand cartable distance? Yeah. Okay. It's just a bit uphill. I think there is there is a more than passing chance that we're going to have to make some sort of rapid escape from a charnel ground, you know, exit pursued by a bear. Mm. And so having a car to throw the sort of bits of body in whatever state they're in, if we need to run away, seems like a sensible choice. If we can rent a car, if we can get it relatively close to the gates or the, the entrance or the front... We might as well do it, right? If we don't use it, then you know we've just Sounds got somewhere, reasonable. somewhere to drive us back afterwards. Yeah, I mean that yeah, it yeah. would look very suspicious if a bunch of grave diggers, who quite obviously are not wealthy, get in a car. But by that point, we'd have nothing to lose anyway because our cover would be blown. So yeah, I think as a belt and braces option, definitely having a car for an escape route. We can keep a change of clothes in there as well, so that we can we can go from. Um... You know, uh, 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 tourist by day to uh, sketchy gravediggers by night. Mm. We'll cut up cardboard boxes and put them over the outside of the wheels so that Tenzin can't see them. <laughs> yeah. Would you like to dig around or use them along? What's your What's your situation? I think the Malong may be the best bet. Save us doing extra handiwork. Yeah. Is there anything that Tenzin can do to uh, assist us so we can at least, you know, point them along in a slightly less, you know, random direction? This uh, is spidey sense. Would... The Malong would help not point you in a not random direction. Other than mm. that, I don't think you can do very much else. Yeah. You can use the melong to find a holy man to get the leather. Um, and also, okay. you need to use the melong once for each body. So you need a girl and a boy for the drum. Uh, the femur, a femur for the... You can't 
kangling. A kangling, and uh, the leather from the holy man. So that's four uses of the malong. Yeah. We can just take it in turns. Or you can go around searching randomly, and then you roll a luck to see what you get. Yeah, Sophian will gladly pick up the malong and search around first. Wait, wait. Um, I don't know how to ask this in character, but who's got the highest sanity? Because <laughs> Sophian's been suffering a bit of late, right? He might actually be Hasina. Irony of ironies. I've got fifty-one. Oh no, your door's got you beat at sixty-one. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I've, I've, got, I've, I've only got forty-five. So. That sounds like a volunteer to me for you, Dora. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'd happily step forward. How's your power? Um, sixty-five. Okay. What's Sophian's sanity these days? Forty. Okay, all right. Okay, so actually you can use them along for the to find the body of the holy man because the holy man would be buried in a stupa mm. and there's a limited amount of stupas out there so you can look at them. But for specifically the bodies, it's almost impossible because there's so many and you'd have to see each individual's past. Mm. So I think you can use them along for the holy man but I'm not sure you can use it for the bones. We just okay. have to dig randomly and just hold up bones and, and see. Yeah, which is which is why I was wondering if Tenzin had anything that could assist us. Yeah, the, the, the gist is you run around and you roll luck <laughs> and you pick up bones and based on the luck you roll, it tells the quality of the bones you just picked up. And if you do it all night, you can find up to six different bodies. So this is okay. a lucky dip bag approach to bone <laughs> gathering. Yes. This is the worst scavenger hunt ever. Yeah. This is also, such a messed up mini games. <laughs> is this going to be party luck? Yeah, it's likely going to be party luck, eh, Phaedra? Because our party luck is pants, right? Uh, yeah, it has to be the lowest luck in the group. Oh, come on. That's just me again. Okay. Well, One look. Sec. All right. Sec. Let's go and find the holy man first. Yeah, that seems that seems sensible. But but so rewinding, Timor will say um, when if Sophian says he wants to use them along, Timor will say, uh, "The mirror made me feel uncomfortable, and you seem to have been you seem to have been suffering recently, my friend. Are you sure you're the right person to look?" Sophian looks at you for a few moments, and will say. Um... I think I am exactly the right person to look, Timor. Well, I will not stand in your way. Are you sure, dear fellow? I mean, I've been sleeping quite well recently. I didn't mind taking a turn. No, it's fine. Please. I've got this. (laughs) And he'll look up to the stars and smile and put his hand on his hips. All right, old chap. Timor will give you one of those manly sort of top of your arm squeezes. Hasina will put her hand gently on his for a moment. Eudora gives him a shoulder rub. It's getting assaulted from all sides with these <laughs> loving gestures. <laughs> and she trim, trims your moustache for you. <laughs> no, my power. <laughs> okay, time to search for the skin of a holy man. Been a long time coming. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You hold them along and you uh, look through it at the stupas in the channel grounds. And as you concentrate, please roll me power. 
Uh, success. Very nice. You see the stupa there, visible as when it was first built. Focusing, you see what's on the inside, and you also glimpse part of the interment ceremony of the holy man. You manage to point the rest of the group to where the stupa is so that they can dig the holy man out. Please roll me sanity. Fail. One sanity loss, please. Okay. Thank you for doing this, Sophia. I know it can't be easy for you. Nonsense. It's fine. You're a good egg. Now, take a, take a sit down while we uh, man the shovels. Uh, please. I guess that is you and I, Dr. Lockhart. Heave ho, Albin. I can help. Well, you're very welcome to. I'd rather keep busy, to be honest. I meant no offense. Looking around this place is bad memories, you know. Yes. At least this time I have a shovel. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Goodness. Okay, you, you dig for a little while. There's three of you, so hopefully it should take you only around an hour or so. Well, Eudora's got to have, like, digging plus ten or something, right? It is not. Digging isn't a skill. Is now. Uh, also, she always had uh, interns and stuff, I'm sure. Well, I don't know. I'm sure as a student she must have what? done so I, on it. I don't know, actually, to be honest. Also, she's the strongest member of the party, isn't she? No, uh, you're all equal. Yeah, we're all tied 60. It's very egalitarian. Uh, except for <laughs> Hasina, who is 10 below us. Ah, oh, alas. Oh, she's but she's younger. very constitute, so it doesn't I mean, matter. what about Shen Chu? We're not going to make her dig. She's She can be our lookout. Shen Chu is strength 25. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to help. Do that thing where you give give the give her a really important job. Like, we need you to stand over there and um guard the flowers on the grave. Yeah, that's what we need you to do. It's the most important job of the night. Stand over there and lure the Scorpion King, please. Just run around a bit, like waving your arms and shouting. Play like a wounded animal. Very good, very good. <laughs> In all seriousness, though, Timor's probably not going to be dead keen on her helping him disinter a body. Um, yeah, that's very true. So, so I, I think I might, I might sort of kneel down uh, and say to Shen Chu, uh, I need somebody that I trust to keep an eye on Tenzin. Um, he can be flighty. Could you <laughs> stay close to him for me? Tenzin always goes off in his own wacky adventures. <laughs> <laughs> that wacky Tenzin. <laughs> I see what you're doing there, but okay. I keep forgetting there's only like a four-year age difference between Shen Chu and Hasi. Yeah. We keep treating it's... her like she's seven, but she looks yeah. 12, but she's actually 14. And she's probably seen a lot worse than quite a oh, few. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's seen stuff, but, you know. Also, um, Timur has blatantly just decided that, you know, she's some sort of version of his daughter who is younger than her. So, uh, Everyone uh, digging up bodies who isn't immune to dead bodies, please roll sanity. Uh, Timur loves him some dead bodies, so I'm fine. I don't know whether I would be. I doubt it. Yeah, I can't see anything about it on my character sheet, which does distress me, because as an archaeologist, you'd think, again, mummies and stuff. But... I mean, not all archaeologists specialise in mummies. Well, what else would I have been doing in Egypt? And, and like, ceramics. <laughs> mm. Always mummies. Well, I passed anyway, 23. 
That's one sanity loss, please. Oh, okay. And um, in getting used to the awfulness, please write one out of five dead body related things. Or maybe something snappier if, if you can think of it. No, dead body related things. I demand <laughs> that you write that. How much do we lose if we failed? 1d4 plus 1. Uh, oh, time for about a madness. getting serious. Oh, that's four points. Okay, it's very close. Uh, so while you are digging up, uh, when you first see the glimpse of the old man's body, your shovel kind of crunches on it a little bit. Uh, what's your instinctive reaction to losing four sanity, which is almost bowed worthy? Um, <laughs> I guess I, I shriek and drop my shovel, um, hands fly to my mouth, uh, but I'm wearing a veil, so I just kind of like accidentally stuff some of it into my mouth and choke on it slightly, and spitting it out, I'm like, I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm sorry, I, oh, I wasn't expecting it to crunch like that. I was. Why don't you uh, sit down, Dr. Lockhart? Yes, thank you. I think I will. I, I, I'm so sorry. I don't mean to be a, a wet hen. Keep an eye on Shen Chu for me, yes? Absolutely. Uh, Shen Chu, come on. Let's, uh, let's go over here. Make sure you Press write four out of five body-related horror stuff. Uh, yes, it's get, the sentence is getting longer every time. <laughs> uh, yeah, after, after a while of digging, you manage to un unearth the old leathery body of a holy man. Tenzin is very happy about it. He smiles and says, you know, because of uh, the process in which they buried these holy men, we don't need to cure the leather. We can easily slip it off the old body and then use it for the ritual. Slip it off? You make it sound more simple than I suspect it will be. It comes off just like a glove. Trust me, I know. Ah. Well, moving on to the next bits, I suppose. Yes, yes. So do we have any better ideas than to essentially tour the channel grounds looking for bones that seem about the right size? Uh, it's the best we got, I'm afraid. Off we go. Does anybody have any skills that would help them to identify the body of a teenager? Uh, I was once a teenager, if you'd believe it. Vincent <laughs> <laughs> says I can sense the power in the bones and I believe this will be useful let's hoist him up and use him like a metal detector we'll just hold no, his head close he to the to ground he has to hold the bones uh, like a wheelbarrow race dowsing <laughs> 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 rods if it's just a case of his hands touching them then yeah a wheelbarrow is perfect his face is like an inch from the ground. He's going beep, 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 let us begin our search. And the fun begins. Let me get a group luck roll. Mm. Oh, you don't. Oh, no. Sorry, guys. That? That's an 82 over 29. A fit, not ah. a fail. Yeah. But I know that's probably an extreme fail. 
There's no such thing. It's either a fail or a fumble. No, it's an 82. Okay. Uh, Tenzin looks at the bones you offer him and he says, these are poor quality bones. This person, I can sense, died of old age. We could use them. They just would not be optimal. No, no. Back to the bone heap. You can search for bones another four times before uh, the dawn breaks. I think we've got to try again, right, guys? Yeah. We can always come back like another night if we if we don't find yeah. what we need. At least we've got one. We got one good one. Great news, that is a six. Is that an extreme success? Nice. Um, gosh, I don't have it written down for luck, but uh and, oh no, it's just off because luck's twenty nine. It's a hard success. He looks at these bones, he says Hmm good quality, well done. Almost ideal. Not quite at the highest level, but they should help, yes. We've only got a 4% chance of getting an extreme success, guys, so metagaming it, odds are low, and I'm a little worried that staying here for four attempts results in uh, scorpion-related deaths. <laughs> but uh, we could try it two more times, what do you reckon? Well, I mean, the the only other option is for us to come up with an excuse why Dora isn't part of the search party. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Is Shen's luck higher now? Uh, Shen's luck higher. is now a massive 40. Yeah. Amazing. He's doing great. Uh, also, if at any point while doing this work, uh, Sofian and Shen have interacted with a group. Oh, Sofian wouldn't roll, right? He's used to bodies, is that right? Yeah. Okay. So Shen, if if at all, if she interacts, because you're bringing the body to Tenzin, she might have to roll a sanity as well. Mm, okay. <laughs> like you can't shelter her that much. We are on a channel ground, I suppose. Okay. She's only got thirty-five, so this could be interesting. Uh oh, that's that's a ten. One sanity for her, but she's keeping strong. Okay. They see worse on 4chan, these kids. <laughs> <laughs> It was a very, very early form of 4chan, of course, in the 1920s China that, that she uh, was brought up in, but, yeah. 1924chan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had to kind of draw all the memes individually on bits of paper. And then shut their eyes and exchange them for anonymity. Yeah. Are you searching again, or are you keeping these two bodies and the holy man? So... We need one more thing, right? We need four things. What time of night is it now? And um, like, if we listen, can we hear people, like maybe nearby, starting work and and such like? No, you have two more attempts before okay. it becomes daybreak. I'll say each attempt takes around two hours. Right. Um, is there anything else that we can do? Because from a from an in character perspective, right? We're not. We don't know as characters that Eudora is unlucky. You don't. You know that she's an archaeologist. Exactly. So is there anything that we can do to give us um, some, like, a bonus dice or, you know, something to give us a slightly better chance of of finding what we need? Uh, Nothing that your characters would know about. I suppose with a melong I could probably give you two bonus dice. Oh, okay. On your search. I'll but take it. May also risk. It's, I think, yeah, I think it's worth, worth it. I think it's worth it. Yeah. Sophie, I think hand so. over that uh, 
I mean, it do you don't have to be the one doing it. You're the one who's going to be rolling luck. Right, but I'm also the most sane, as we established earlier. Yeah, okay. So I just want to roll all the dice. <laughs> yeah, you can use them along <laughs> to get a couple of buzz. Unless Sofian's keen. Like, I don't know what you were going for, though. Are you trying to make him crazy? What? I didn't do anything. Not you. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were just accusing me. No, I didn't want to snatch it off him. I mean, last time he was he was keen to keep it. Mm -hmm. I, I'll hand it over to you. Let's see. How, do, how does this thing work again? That is a 66. That's a failure of by one in that case. So I will spend one luck. <laughs> no, I don't know if that's worth it. I don't want to spend the group luck. What's that's the difference between 22. 29 and 28 on this in the group luck? Mm. Yeah, the other option is to push it. Oh, yeah, that's reasonable odds, isn't it? Of course, you risk terrible side effects. You're a scorpion. Oh, God. I don't know what to do, guys. I guess I'm going to push it? That's yeah, like do it. practically two third odds. Yeah, I mean, we, we've got an escape. We've got, we've got um, the car waiting if we do have to run. All right. Everybody oh, on yeah. your toes, I'm going to peer deeper into this mystical mirror. Oh, thank God. That's an 18. So that is, oh, in fact, a hard nice. success. Phew. Okay. Yeah, you managed to see clearer amongst the bodies. Roll me luck with two bonus dice, please. I can see clearly now the bones are gone. <laughs> okay, that is 25, 35, and 45. So I'll take the 25, thank you, which is a normal success. Nice. You give the bones to Tenzin. He says, whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> he doesn't say that. That's what he says. <laughs> he wow. starts making low whooping noises. <laughs> These must be good bones. <laughs> uh, he says, this is a reasonable quality. This person must have died a violent death. Let us meditate on this. Is that what Eudora <laughs> saw when she looked through the Malong too? Yes. Would you like to roll another sanity? <laughs> Love to. I mean, that's a 95, hmm? so can you fumble oh, a sanity God. roll? I always forget. 95 is not a fumble anyway. Is it not? It's a 96. Yeah. I don't know how to play this also, game. Also, your sand is above 50, right? It is. Your only fumble is 100. Oh, wonderful. You're fine. Okay. Uh, lose one sanity from what you saw, mm. and then roll me sand again for the Malong effects. Oh, God. Nope, 71. Fail. Lose one sanity, please. All right, down to 55. If that's all the bones we need, are we all happy enough to continue with what we have? Yes. I think so. High well, off to the caves we go. Isn't we... one of the bodies that we found of only like less than acceptable quality? The first the first set of bones we found? I think we had three sets and two of them were okay. Didn't Jeez. we trade that one in, the bad one? Hmm. Uh the bad one you don't have to keep. You still need a left femur or a right femur or a femur. Oh, okay. We're not done. So you have one poor quality, and okay. then one good quality and one reasonable quality. I guess that's... Ooh, I've got an idea. We could keep the bad quality one and practice right? with it. Yeah, for real. I mean, this is going to be... Probably... I'm so sorry. <laughs> this episode is just maths. But mm. yeah, I mean, when we make these musical instruments, that's that's probably going to be not something any of us have done before um even Hasina, who like is good with music i don't think she would have ever made a musical instrument so it would probably be a good idea to have some raw materials to just do a trial run on 
And I'm not sure if you have there. enough resources to do a trial run. It's good to have backups. Yeah. Yeah. Keeping but I wouldn't do the wrong ones first yeah. because it takes a lot out of your ritual. <laughs> you don't want to do it just for fun. It's going to be a ritual then. It's not just making. Oh, making, making yes. Oh, I guess, yeah, you're making them and then you're doing a ritual with them. Yeah. Fair enough. Guess, in terms of the actual making the drums and whatever, it's, it's probably something we might want to, you know, build our skills on before we make the real thing with good quality stuff. Measure twice, cut once. That's what my uh, grandfather always used to say. Would you like to search one more time or are you going with these? Let's do it. If we've got the time, right? We can try and trade our time. Bad bone. One more yeah. time. Mm. Um, does does Eudora want to do them along again, given what happened last time? Yes. Oh, I, where All did right. you just roll? <laughs> I don't know. I just rolled a thing. Okay. <laughs> I got excited. Someone cheating. Uh, could I please use them along? Give yes. myself sanity effects. First power. Okay. Power first. Oh, good news. That's a three. Extreme nice. Amazing work. Get your two bonus dice and roll luck. Heck yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, 83, 13, and 3. That's an That's extreme oh. success. Oh, we get yeah. the best femur. The yeah. gamble has paid off. You bring the bones, and Tenzin says, Excellent work. You finally got this. Tenzin starts drooling. He comes himself down and he says, This is absolutely perfect. This. This bone, these bones will imbue the item created with them with enormous tantric power. That's very exciting. Good. And uh, on enormous tantric power. This brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you so much, everyone. Brayden, Noxicals, Hal, Lydia, and of course, our amazing co-editor, Jason. You've all been the best. And a big, massive thank you to our listeners. You're all exceptional. Your listens, comments, and ratings are incredibly helpful. But if you want a way to support us further, consider joining us over on patreon.com forward slash stars are right, where you get access to episodes a week early. We'll be back shortly to record Beyond the Madness for our cold elder and avatar tier patrons. They get access to behind the scenes discussion after every episode, as well as bonus episodes, exclusive Discord channels, and more. Speaking of Discord, you can find an invite link to our Discord community, as well as all of our social media links on our website at starsareright.com. Come join us. Now, farewell, dear listeners, until the stars are right again. Before moving on to this week's Beyond the Madness, let's take a moment to read one of our latest reviews. If you'd like your own review read out on the show, go to starsareright.com forward slash reviews, where you can find links to all the platforms you can rate us on. A. Massey said, Came for Cthulhu, stayed for Cthulhu. I really like this podcast. The chemistry between the players and Keeper is great. And to be honest, once you've got that down, everything else comes naturally. Strong storytelling too from a Keeper who isn't obsessed with killing everyone just for the sake of it, which is nice. Highlight so far, Sophian's obsession with sock climbing. Thank you, A. Massey. <laughs>